Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hope you're having a uh, fantastic Friday as we close out the week. Again, the Edmonton Elks are in action tomorrow on 630. Chad Brendan Escott's going to set the stage. Uh, Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, all part of the broadcast. Uh, you're package has arrived there, Derek Scott. Uh, may want to try that number there. We'll tell you that the second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. And uh, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Uh, get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Our Headliner today is from Fort Saskatchewan. He's Montreal Canadiens forward Kirby Docker. Oilers now headliner presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. The the script says it just might be the best you've ever tasted. I'm telling you right now, it is the best you've ever tasted. Wilhawk Beef Jerky now three locations. Search for Wilhawk W I L H A U K today. Uh, we welcome uh, back to the show Montreal Canadiens forward Kirby Doc. Kirby, it's Bob. How you doing? Good, Bob. Yourself? Good, good. Uh, it's been a it's been a pretty interesting summer for you, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, lots of twists and turns, but uh, super excited to to be in Montreal and kind of just looking forward to the season. Uh, as you know, I've been fairly bullish uh, about your upside as a player. Um, I, I, I I like rangy. Uh, skilled right shot centers just because most of the shooters in the league are left and there was a time a couple years ago in the bubble when you were with the Hawks playing uh, the Oilers uh, where you know you had a not just one good series in a row but you played pretty well against Vegas and you know you're kind of tracking like the future first line center of Chicago so maybe you could just discuss a, a, a bit about the journey a, a bit about some of the guys in Chicago that helped transition you into the NHL like uh, Brent Seedbrook and, and Duncan Keith and, and obviously Jonathan Taze and, 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 and you know we'll get to Montreal in a second but just uh, you know about how much you sort of grew and, and learned as a guy during some of those experiences you had with the Hawks uh, yeah, I was obviously super fortunate enough to to be in Chicago with those old guys and kind of learn through them and um, had a great opportunity to live with Brent and his family to for two years just to really understand what it, it takes to be a pro and um, the ins and the outs of the, of the lifestyle every day. And it, uh, it helped me out a lot. And then obviously um, Dunk was a, another big mentor of mine and spent a lot of time with him and getting to know him and just how hard he really trains and prepares for a season and stuff and uh, Taser and Kaner I could I could go on about those guys accolades for days but um, they're just really good people and they, they always seem to, to find time for, for the young guys there and always made sure I felt welcomed and uh, helped me helped me along the way You've uh, played some of your best hockey in Edmonton against the Oilers and we saw that again in the bubble uh, 
I mean, we haven't had taught you since since that, that event. We'll get again. We'll get to the Montreal stuff in a second. But just a thought on how unique and and I know I'm sure you've talked to your friends about it, Kirby. But it had to have been a little bit challenging uh, playing during the course of the pandemic. Uh, you know, in the bubble in 2020, but also after you broke your wrist with Team Canada, the World Juniors, and going back into a different type of bubble when you returned to Chicago. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's a bit different. Obviously, um, you're not going out for dinners and don't have as much freedom and um, space as you normally do and when you're in the bubble. and then Going from the bubble at the playoffs and took some time off and then started to train and skate and then ended up uh, going to play on the World Junior team. And obviously with that freak accident with my wrist and stuff kind of set me back a little bit. But uh, I, I, I feel good now with the wrist. But um yeah, it's it's just a whole different experience uh, playing the bubble hockey than even uh, now today when you kind of have more uh, more freedom when you're on the road. Uh, Kirby, tell me this: Did you have any inkling or any idea that you might be in play with Chicago? Given, I mean, they traded off. It started with Hagel, and then they traded to Brick. And I mention that only because you guys, you know, I think Hagel was. 20 off the top of my head, maybe 24, 25, and DeBrick was about the same age. You're like 21. Usually organizations that are in a rebuild don't trade players, you know, with high-caliber players with youth on their side and, and team-controlled. Did you have any, you know, were you hearing whispers that you might be traded? Uh, I mean, you always kind of hear stuff. I mean, middle of summer, I kind of heard a little bit more about my name being um, talked about and uh, phone calls were, were kind of being made to the Hawks about me and stuff like that but um, uh, I, I didn't really expect it I didn't uh, really see it coming I was actually on my way to the rink to, to go skate when, when I got the phone call from Kyle and it, uh, it was definitely a shock there's a bunch of mixed emotions there uh, obviously Chicago gave me my first chance to play in the NHL and kind of let me live out a childhood dream and um, will forever have a special place in my heart but th- th- at the same time I'm coming to a city in Montreal where we got a lot of youth on this team and we got a lot of upside and um, I think the next couple of years and it'll be a lot of fun to, to be on the Montreal Canadiens You know, uh, look, Chicago has been a, a, a great hockey market they're going through a bit of a tough time Montreal, it's a religion Like I'm telling you, from a, this is year 15 for me, Kirby doing the, doing the Oilers games I, Montreal's the best stop in the tour it is, and it, it because it's the fans. It is. It's a religion. It just means. It, I, I'm going to ask you the easy one. Have you taken any French lessons yet? <laughs> uh, no, no, I haven't. Um, I might have to do that down the road, but uh, no, not yet. I actually just got into the city last week to to try and get my bearings and figure out uh, different areas and to be around the guys and the team and stuff like that. Uh, Brendan Gallagher is with Jerry Johansson. You're with Jerry and the Sports Corporation. Is he one of the guys? Did you have you talked to him a bit about what Montreal's like? He's been a guy there that's been a very. I mean, he plays a type of style that's that's you know a highly competitive, undersized guy that uh, you know gets in the grill of the opposition players. But have you had a chance to speak to him about what it's like playing in Montreal? Yeah, uh, Gally's been great. Um, I, I don't have a car car here yet, so he's been picking me up every day and, and taking me to the ring. So we've, uh, we spent a, a little bit of time there, getting to know each other off the ice a little bit. But, uh, yeah, like you said, he's ultra-competitive, and he's just a, a really good person off the ice too. So it's nice to kind of have that, that mix where they, they got that uh, 
veteran leadership here with with the young core that we we kind of have and it's uh, it's just an exciting time to really be in montreal and you know where you're at you got a four-year extension uh your second year did not accrue so you're not running up in a free agency uh you're you know they'll, they'll still have club control on you but just a thought on them believing on you and and uh, you know you guys brokering a four-year uh, partnership yeah um <clears throat> obviously that was uh, a huge step for me uh to kind of get this deal done and to feel comfortable with within myself and uh, within the team, and um, I just felt like four years gave me enough time to, to really develop and kind of give me a runway to, to take off and and really uh, become the player that I, that I want to become. So um, it's super exciting, and then it's uh, like you said, I, I still have a year left at um, RFA instead of becoming a UFA, so it's uh, it, it kind of works out both ways. You're going to laugh at this to close. Uh, I was driving back last night from an event in Lloyd with Jack, and we talked about going to Montreal. And for the third time in six years, the Oilers are going to play the Canadians on Super Bowl Sunday, which means our team on the plane is going to miss the game, the Super Bowl, because we're going to be flying back. <laughs> I already know it's, it's it's just funny because you're 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 trying to follow it. You know, you, you just you can't. There's no you can't watch the game, right? Like you can get the updates and stuff digitally, but it's it's really frustrating that we're not going to be able to watch the Super Bowl. I, I know you're not going to care about that, but it's just kind of funny how it's worked out every time we're in Montreal. And I swear. Kirby, that the people that work at the airport, they're not working on that. It, we're always delayed an hour or two on the tarmac on that day. They're watching the game too. So, uh, hey, you're going to love Montreal. It's a, it's a great place, uh, a wonderful opportunity for you. And thank you for readjusting your schedule after our show got canceled yesterday. We appreciate you having on, Kirby. Yeah, it's all good. I always uh, always enjoy coming on. Thank you. You bet. That is Kirby Doc from the Montreal. Uh, uh, Montreal Canadiens. I, you know, it's funny because Americans love all Americans love Americans. They do. <laughs> they talk up the U.S. It's it's kind of and in Canada we have I don't even know what the the term would be. Um, sometimes I think there's a degree of Schadenfreude that exists with some Canadians that look at envy at other Canadians instead of admiring successful people uh but we don't prop up our own the same way americans do and i bring this up because of jack hughes who i think's a really good offensive player i still think doc has a higher ceiling to be a better two-way center and that six foot four uh wingspan i think is is going to be you know a factor as he grows into his body and things were so i mean Maybe he went to Chicago, I mean, right out of junior, right out of Saskatoon Blades, boom, third overall pick. He makes the Hawks. He was wonderful in the bubble in 1920. He was really good. Like He, he looked like he was going to be a second-line center the next year. Then in 2021, he's playing for Team Canada. He's supposed to be their number one center. He breaks his wrist. Now, most of you listening to this show right now fundamentally understand that a wrist injury is a you-know-what to get over for a hockey player. Especially, and Dylan Holloway, similar situation. Uh, so, you know, Doc got into some games late in the 2021 season. Then, and then, for, you know, there was a lot going on. You had the Kyle Beach situation. You had basically Duncan Keith say, hey, I'd like to, to finish my career in, in Western Canada. Ultimately, ended up with the Edmonton Oilers. Jonathan Taze, I didn't know about his status. The one consistent was Patrick Kane, who, by the way, 
I would not hesitate for a New York second in stepping up and giving up four or five assets to get Patrick Kane at the deadline. So, uh, there you go, for what it's worth. 168 at and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0060. I'm going to be really interested to see where Kirby goes in his progression with the Canadians organization. And I want good Canadian teams. I'm serious about this. I want the Canadian... You know what? In a perfect world for me, all seven Canadian teams make the playoffs. I'll tell you who that'd be a perfect world for. Rogers. That would be a good deal for them, too. I'd love it if all seven Canadian teams ended up making the playoffs out of 32 teams in the league. We'll take a quick timeout, come back with some comments from Jack Campbell. Edmonton Oilers goaltender, you're listening to Oilers now. Well, at least I know that... Some of the people who were out at the uh, the Oilers Players event yesterday are listening to the show. I now have received my third update. I won't even call it on the Ashley Fine Floors text line because these are messages that are being sent directly. Bob, somebody said that you said that Prism Flow won. Well, that's what I was told by somebody from ATBs. I won't say who the texter is. They were the low blue team. Trent Brown's group was the low orange team. Uh, so the winner, Orange kicked Blue's butt. James H. Brown's team playing with Evander Kane won the turn. All right, I, I'm gonna we're cutting it off at this point. Okay, I'm gonna take the word of the gentleman who took time to text me to update me on. I know this: if you were in a foursome with me in a golf tournament, you would never. Well, actually, you could win. We actually won the Barry Cates tournament about five years ago, the media tournament at the start of the year. And that's because my 36 handicap helped us win, and I made about seven putts that day. So it was crazy. But believe me, I'm bad. Uh, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Craig says, Bob, I find the opposite in terms of what you said about Americans and Canadians. I've dealt with a lot of Americans, and they say it's interesting how Canadians will hear about someone and will always say, oh, and that person is Canadian, you know. Hmm. Sunny in Vancouver has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors tax line. Bob, who's going to take care of Mikey Anderson when the Oilers play the Kings this year? Of course, it was Mikey Anderson that basically cleaved Leon Drysaddle to the ice and buckled his leg coming from behind in a scrum. Good question. There you go. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's do this. You resent, uh, you, you recalibrated all of the Jack Campbell clips for me, Derek. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You got a second email there. All right. Well, uh, and I'm getting my emails. So there we go. Here we go. Jack Campbell did a media availability today. Again, special thanks to Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Um, and was asked about the former Leafs, uh, a lot of former Leafs on the Oilers, including the likes of a Tyson Berry and Cody Cece. And Campbell had this to say. Yeah, it always helps to know uh, teammates, and uh, there's quite a few guys I've played with throughout the years or gotten to know, and, um, you know, just the opportunity to work out with the guys from Toronto this summer was, was awesome, and, uh, yeah, they, the, the other guys um, on different teams always joke that it's the Oilers' practice out there. So, um, no, it was, it was awesome, a lot of fun, but uh, hard work, and we're ready to get going. Jack Campbell added some additional thoughts on settling into Edmonton. Yeah, I got out here this week. Um, had a great summer with the Toronto guys on the team, and we've been working hard and um, you know picking their brains on everything. And just can't wait to uh, to get started with this group. Everybody seems awesome, and obviously watching them last year in the playoffs uh, gave us a lot of fuel to uh, you know keep it going this year. Uh, 
This additional comment comes in from Jack Campbell saying Edmonton already feels like home. It does. I mean, there's no traffic, and you know, it's an easy drive to the rink, and uh, you know, <laughs> no great traffic so far, and um, just can't wait to keep getting familiar. Yeah, and he's had an interesting career path, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I just knew all along I I, I could be a number one goalie, and uh, it's not just being a number one goalie. You know, my my goal is to be the best I can be, and. Um, you know, help this team win the Stanley Cup and continue from there. And, uh, you know, getting that opportunity in Toronto to be a number one guy um, just gave me the um, feeling I was looking for my whole career and uh, for Edmonton to believe in me and allow me to be here for five years and to, uh, you know, work with this group every single day and um, try to accomplish some amazing things. I'm just so excited and can't wait to get going. All right, and one final comment from Jack Campbell, who was signed to a five-year deal with the Oilers at $5 million per AAV. He was asked to compare Toronto to Edmonton. More similarities, to be honest. I mean, it's two amazing fan bases and uh, uh, the passion the fans have in in both cities. And I can't wait to see the uh, oil country, um, you know, playing in the orange and blue this year. So, you know, we'll, we'll see the differences. But, I mean, so far I'm just absolutely loving everything about being here. All right, there you have it. Uh, that is Jack Campbell. All right, we are going to head into the, uh, well, let's let's do this. We'll go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Brandon from Windsor has said, Bob, Kane with McDavid and Yamamoto, Hyman with Dreisaitl and Paul Yarby, Holloway with RNH and Vertanen, Fogel with McLeod and Yanmark. Ideally, I would like them to trade Fogel and replace him with Zach Aston Reese. Well, Zach Aston Reese has signed a PTO of the Maple Leafs. I believe Vertanen and Pulleyarvi will swap. So he's got Pulleyarvi uh, in the second line right wing and Vertanen coming in on a PTO then. Then at the deadline, Pulleyarvi will be part of a package to get Patrick Kane. Well, the orders will have to include a number one. Craig says, Bob, I was going to ask if Evander Kane is in town. Apparently he is. Yes, he's in town. I saw him the other night. Uh, good point by Les out of Fairview, Alberta. The one improvement that you guys haven't talked about regarding the Edmonton Oilers in the last while is what Jake Woodcroft is going to bring. He'll have an entire season to implement his system. The Oilers are a team now, not a group of players going in different directions. So looking forward to the ride this year. Uh, Gill from Calgary. Gill? There's not a lot of Gills out there. Uh, Was it Gill the Thrill uh, Fennerty? Was that running back for you? Derek? This you, you don't know who Gil the Thrill Fennerty was? No, you missed me on that one. Uh, he, he was a running back uh, for the Argos back in the day. There's Gil McGowan. He's with the Alberta Federation of Labor. Uh, Gil from Calgary says, uh, will the Oilers move the farm team like the Flames to the same city uh, with the big club? Uh, that is a big competitive advantage than some might think, especially with uh, the current COVID uh, situation. Uh, you know, still a potential issue uh, in terms of crossing the border. There are no imminent plans uh, with the Oilers organization to uh, move the farm team to Edmonton at this time to, or to Canada. They are going to remain in Bakersfield. So, take it for what it's worth. 
We've talked about the great variety of used vehicles that our friends at Brent Ridge Ford are proud to offer. They want you to know that the order bank for 2023 SUVs and F-150s is now open. If you want to be treated fairly at the time of the purchase and enjoy quality service after the sale, order your new vehicle from Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 11-time winners of the President's Award for Customer Satisfaction. Again, that's Brent Ridge Ford, one 477 The boys back in town uh, basically doing the captain skates, uh, sort of the informal on-ice sessions in the morning uh, before they head into training camp. We head off next week. I know Brendan Escott's going to be doing the show Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Um, I'll be at a, a media golf event on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday we're, we're flying uh, to to Penn, flying to Kelowna and then busing to Penticton. Looking forward to that. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back, Brendan Escott will talk a little Oilers hockey and then we'll set the stage Elks Stamps rematch.